brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain that is through his flesh, and since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. May God bless to us this reading from his holy word. Well, today I want to try an, an exercise as we start out today. So I just encourage everybody, if you can, if you're able, you don't have to participate, but if you're able to stand, I just encourage you to stand here for a moment. And then uh, on rather, you know, right or left, whatever's more care, uh, comfortable for you, let's just, you know, do a little bit like this. See if we can do that. See if we can do that. Oh, oh, wait, sorry, sorry. The title is not hopping together, it's hoping together. I, I'm sorry, I misread that. You can have a seat. I, I messed that up completely. I, I thought, uh, you know, uh, hopping, I should have known. I wrote this. It, it's hoping together, not hopping together. I, I know, it's terrible, but I just got to, you know, sometimes you get this wild herring to do something, and I just couldn't resist doing it. Uh, and so thank you for playing along. Uh, it... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a lot of fun. It, it reminds me of uh, an alternate version of the the whole footprints story. If you've heard the footprint story uh, about their two sets of footprints in the sand, and then they're in the guys walking with Jesus, and then for a season there's only one set of footprints in the sand, and the guy's upset and said that was a really tough time in my life. You know why is there only one set of footprints? And he says, well, that's when I was carrying you. Uh, well, Steve Goss, uh, the International Executive Director of Freedom in Christ Ministries, he has an alternate to that uh, where uh, they get to the place where there's, there's only one set of footprints in the sand, and the guy says, Jesus, why is there only one set of footprints? And Jesus says, well, that's when I thought we'd have fun hopping together. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> so you can kind of blame Steve for a little bit of that, but uh, we needed a little bit of levity here because, you know, frankly, sometimes... Uh, times seem to be pretty hopeless, and things seem to be pretty dark and pretty difficult for our nation, and we're in a difficult season, and frankly, I think it's going to get more difficult next year. Uh, you know, I, I don't know that the election is going to solve a whole lot of our problems at all, uh, but, uh, but I'm not worried about that because I have hope in Jesus, uh, and that's what we've been talking about these last number of weeks, this hope that we have in Jesus Christ. And what we've said here, we've distinguished this from uh, kind of a worldly hope because worldly hope is kind of like wishful thinking. You know, we, we spend uh, uh, a couple of pounds, we buy a lottery ticket and we say, I hope I win the lottery. Well, actually what we're saying is, I wish I'd win the lottery. My desire is to win the lottery, but based on the odds, none of us really have a hope of winning the lottery. Somebody will, eventually, 
but on the average week, none of us really have a hope. It's more like wishful thinking. Or we might say, you know, I hope that Boris Johnson uh, and the conservatives are elected, or I hope that Labor is elected, or I hope that something happens and the earth swallows all the political parties and we get a completely fresh new start. But what we're saying is, I have wishful thinking that this would be the case. I wish this might happen, but I don't really have a particular hope that there's going to be an outcome. Because hope has an assurance that something is actually coming. So if my, if my dad promises me a Christmas present, and I know that my dad is faithful, and I know that he's true, then I can say, I hope that I will receive that present at Christmas time. And it's not wishful thinking, it's a hope, it's a sense of confidence that's based on my knowledge of my dad and his willingness to back up what he tells me he's going to do. And that's the foundation of our hope. And so we have said as Christians that we have a definition of hope, and our definition of hope is an earnest expectation of good good outcomes and a good future based on a true knowledge of God and God's promises founded on a relationship with the Father through the resurrected Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit. So hope for us is an expectation that something good is going to come that we will have good in the future, and the good that we're looking for, that we're hoping for, is based on a real knowledge of who God is and what God does that comes through a relationship with the Father through the Son in the power of the Holy Spirit. That is Christian hope. And so when we have hope, there's a confidence that comes along with it. I hope that God will use my life for His glory. Now the scripture is pretty clear. God will use my life for his glory. So that's a realistic hope. It's not, oh, I'm wishfully thinking that God might do this. I'm not uh, desiring that God will do this. I have a confidence that God will do it and I'm looking forward to seeing it. And so because of that, I have a real hope. And we as Christians, above all in the world, have a hope Because our hope is founded in who God is. A true revelation of God in Jesus Christ. Our hope is not founded on some wishful thinking. Our hope is not founded on a religion that's created by human beings. Our hope is not founded on a religion created in our own minds. Our hope is not founded in a confidence of our ability to get things done. Our hope is founded in the reality of who God has shown himself to be as Father, Son, Holy Spirit, especially in and through the man Jesus Christ. Fully man, fully God, Jesus Christ. And that is our hope, and that is what we have been talking about and emphasizing uh, the last 12 weeks or so. And we've been looking at all the facets of this hope. But one thing that we haven't strongly emphasized but it must be very, very strongly emphasized, is that our hope as Christians is not an individualistic hope. In other words, I don't receive the good, the good outcomes, and a good future alone. I don't receive the good 
the good outcomes, the good future by myself. For us as Christians, hope is always a corporate hope. It is a hoping together, not a hopping together, but a hoping together. And we can only realize our hope and we can only hold on to our hope and we can only experience the fullness of our hope and we can only have the confidence of our hope if we are hoping together with other followers of Jesus Christ. This is not some wish fulfillment for me personally, but this is that we all get good together. We all get good together. And that is our hope. And that is what the writer to Hebrews here is talking about. He's talking to the people, and, and uh, the people uh, probably at this time are in various degrees of challenges from outside forces and things like that. Uh, some of them were in prison. Some of them had gone through very, very difficult times. And notice what he says here. He's just been talking about Jesus. He's been talking about the promises of Jesus. He's been talking about the superiority of Christ, all that Christ has done for us, all that Jesus has done for us through his death and resurrection. And then he gives them, he's, he, he's going to talk into faith, but before he gets into faith, he's going to talk about the hope that we have. And notice what he says here. He says, therefore, brothers and sisters, and that word there in the Greek means both men and women, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, so we know we have confidence now that we can go to God through Jesus Christ who died on the cross for us. We have confidence that we can approach God by this new and living way that Jesus opened for us by dying on the cross and then by rising from the dead. We have confidence because we know Jesus who is our great high priest, that means that he represents us perfectly before the Father as he represents perfectly the will of the Father to us. Because of all these things, because we have these things together, that's what he says here, we have these things together, he says then, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith. He's not saying... You personally just pray by yourself. He's saying you need to come before God together with other believers in Christ Jesus. You have to come together with your brothers and sisters. Let us draw near with a full assurance of faith. Let us draw near having together our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience. That means God has saved us on the inside and uh, um, excuse me, and our bodies washed with pure water, this means that God has totally saved us inside and out. All of the sins that we've done, all of the wrong that we've done, Jesus paid for it on the cross, so we are cleansed both inside and out. So let us draw near, knowing that we've been completely redeemed, completely re uh, cleansed together, and let us hold fast to the, the confession of our hope without wavering. You know, one of the important reasons to come here on a Thursday and, and hear, you know, a sermon like this is what, what is this? This is our way of confessing to one another the hope that we have. 
This hope is not something we hold personally inside of us. This hope is something that we have to acknowledge that we have to speak out. Because if we're not speaking this out to one another on a regular basis, the whole world around us is going to tell us that we have no hope. I mean, just listen to the voices around us. The voices of, around some of the climate change issues are saying, well, really, you don't have any hope. You, your choice is either destroy the planet or destroy the global economy. Uh, and so there's no real hope there. Uh, we, we're not getting messages of hope for uh, knife crime in our nation. We're not getting messages of hope in the NHS. In fact, everybody is wanting to say how bad the NHS is in order to leverage political capital for themselves to be using that in the course of the election. We all around us, the news, the people, the Twitter, everything around us is giving negative confessions of why we should not have hope. So we need to be counteracting that positively with our own verbal confession to one another that we do have hope. Let us hold unswervingly to the confession of our hope without wavering because we know, again, this knowledge of God that comes into our definition, we know that God who's promised good is faithful to do everything that he's promised. And then he goes on and says, and let us consider, again, us together, how to stir one another up to love and good works. In other words, let's consider how we might give one another a good kick in the backside so that we get doing the stuff that we need to be doing. And in order to do that, he says, we, don't, we must not neglect to meet together, <clears throat> as is the habit of some, and that's certainly true today even still, we must not neglect to meet together as is the habit of son, but we encourage one another and all the more as we see the day approaching. All the more as we see the day, meaning the return of Christ, the end of time. We need to be meeting together more, encouraging one another more, spurring one another more. The only way that we can do all of these things is if we do them together. We have no hope by ourselves. Our hope as Christians is always a corporate hope. And it's a corporate hope with personal blessing. It's not a personal hope with corporate blessing. It is a corporate hope with personal blessing. As Christians, ever more, more than probably many times in the history of the world, we need to be hoping together. We need to be coming together, encouraging one another, challenging one another, and above all, confessing our hope. Our hope that in Jesus Christ, good is coming. Our hope that in Jesus Christ, who died on the cross and rose from the dead, there will be good outcomes in our lives individually, personally, and also corporately, and even in our world and the countries that we're a part of. We need to be coming together and reminding ourselves that we have a God who is faithful and a God who is the basis for our hope through Jesus Christ.
Father God, thank you so much that we come into your presence together, that you have saved us together, that you have called us together, that we together have hope. Lord, as we go to our churches on Sunday, as we meet with our other brothers and sisters in Christ throughout the week, help us to be faithful in confessing our hope to one another so that we might persevere until we see all the good that God intends to bring. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.